0: This podcast is brought to you by it Go to onit.com and look at the great selection of supplements. If you find something you like, press in code Joey and get 10% off delivered right to your house. What's happening, you bad motherfuckers? Merry Christmas. It's Thursday, the 22nd of December. The joint is brought to you by DraftKings. Listen. DraftKings is going to make sure you have a green motherfucking Christmas in more ways than one. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA, NFL, UFC. It don't matter. Maryland sports fans, listen up. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Baltimore, do your thing. We're going to make some fucking cash this weekend with the football Saturday, the fucking extravaganza, not to mention basketball is fucking making it. It's tremendous right now. This is the heat of NBA basketball season, and right now, new customers bet five dollars on a pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty in free bets when they do. Plus, you combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same-game parlays. This weekend, I'm looking at a lot of action philly against new york christmas day milwaukee against boston you got college basketball you got college football with georgia playing ohio state oh my god i love fucking georgia in this game but listen if you want to get in on the action, you got to download the app right now. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, download that motherfucker, and let's get this holiday hoop action going. Sign up with code Joey, J-O-E-Y. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win and get 150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code Joey middle in age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details the party starts today download the DraftKings sportsbook app and let's make some motherfucking geeters. the joint is also brought to you by rocket listen most americans think they spend around 80 a month on subscriptions when the actual cost is closer to 200 you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on a subscription you didn't even know about that's why I love Rocket Money, formerly known as True Bill. The app shows all subscriptions in one place and cancels whatever ones you don't want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. This is the app you need for 2023 right now. You want to start saving money, things are gonna get rough. Rocket Money will help you put a little money in your pocket. You may even find out. That you've been being double charged. To cancel a subscription, just press, just press cancel. And Rocket Money takes care of the rest. It's that easy. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money Now. Go to RocketMoney.com slash Joey. Again, that's rocketmoney.com. R-O-C-K-E-T Money. M-O-N-E-Y, one word, dot com slash Joey. It's going to save you hundreds of dollars per year. Things are rough right now. I'm trying to help you guys out. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com. Code Joey. Let's get this party started. It's Thursday. The elves are coming. I'm ready to sling some dick. You bad motherfuckers! It's Thursday, the twenty-third, and I know before you say something, Joey. Where the fuck is the year gone? It's it's like that's it. We were talking about this shit in October. How fast it fucking went. Two fucking days. Tom- Look, well, it's Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. You're gonna be running around those last, you know, stressing yourself out, and then Saturday it's gonna be fucking freezing. Freezing this week. I love it. Nobody's doing dick on Saturday. There's like four football games where the weather's going to be under 10 degrees. 10 degrees. Kansas City. There's a bu- This is a freeze over the next two weeks. So dress warm, cocksuckers. Uh, that's it, man. That's it. We fucking did another goddamn year. How many Christmases we fucking do on this podcast now? 13, 14 fucking Christmases. It's uh, It was a great fucking year. I got to tell you something. This was one of my best years in a long time. And if you, you know, you, whatever, I don't know how people judge their years, uh, you know, or judge their time. Everybody's different. You know, when I was younger, it was, oh, another month I didn't get arrested. You know, like, you <laughs> fucking, another month I fucking did code. You know, you just move up, you know, and this year was really, uh, I was looking forward to this year for more reasons than one. I was fucking when this year started, uh, January, I was still a little fucking off kilter. I was confused. I didn't know what I wanted to do, you know, and, uh, I was struggling, man. I was struggling mentally a lot and I'm not ashamed to say that that's the problem with today's world. Everybody's ashamed to talk about their shortcomings. It just wasn't fucking clicking for me, uh, I had signed up with BetterHelp. I was talking to Dana every week, then we cut it down to twice a week. I was doing... Uh, it was like I had to peel an artichoke to figure out what my next fucking move was, you know? I was telling Mike, listen, man, I knew comedy. my comedy career was changing when I got the knee surgery. When I came home from the knee surgery and after the knee... Healed up and stuff, and I mean, it's it's been two years now. But I gotta be as honest as I can with you. I'm not the same. I don't trust this fucking leg. I don't trust it. I've already had a bunch of little little things. I can't imagine what a little thing happening on the road. You step wrong, you know. When, in our business, there's a lot of stages and there's a lot of steps and there's a lot of darkness. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know when you're fucking getting on stage, they. If you're in, like, a high-level Led Zeppelin band or Nirvana, yeah, there's six guys with flashlights showing you where you're going. I'm just a fucking bum comedian. There's nobody there with a flashlight, you know. So I was just concerned, you know. So ever since I got the fucking knee thing, I was always, uh, after the pandemic, I was always, like, mentally shot. When I got off the plane here, I was shot. And then that one year, whatever, I was withdrawing. I was shot. I was damaged goods, and then I just made an effort to get better. Like, how am I gonna get better? I gotta, you know, fucking work out. I gotta be around people. Then I got COVID. See, I started the new year perfect because I had COVID, and now that last of the fear had gone away. You know, we were some. And listen, some people COVID came for some people. Some people jumped up and fucking down for days. For others some people to fear and for me it was just I, they caught me early you know I was uh vulnerable I was fucking weak and they caught me and this is what happens as long as you know it but January was crucial for me I started the year just doing the podcast with Mike the book was handed in and uh I felt good about all that stuff But it was still the question of what I was going to do, so I had to sit down and start from fucking scratch. And then, uh, you know, I was thinking about doing comedy in the summer. Like, it's so weird how you, for me, I always let life dictate my what I'm doing. Like, I was thinking about doing comedy in the summer, thinking about thinking, and I got a call from Bert. Uh, Well, no, I got a call from Tom, and he wanted me to stop by NJ Pack and see him in Newark. And I went down there with my friend Sean, coach, and I fucking ended up going up on stage. And it was uh, exhilarating. I mean, it was like getting, it was like uh, fucking, you know, somebody putting horseradish in your asshole. Your whole body, it's like wasabi. You ever get wasabi and it just fucking overwhelms you with a big piece of wasabi? You didn't know how much you put up there? That's what it was like. I was overwhelmed. So I didn't know. How the feelings I was getting were like happiness, but it's like anything else. I broke my toe in jujitsu last week. I didn't tell you guys. Yeah, I got a broken fucking toe. And it's funny how I didn't even know it was broken till I came home and took a shower. And then afterward, I was like, that night, I was like, man, my foot feels weird. And like a day later, uh, I took it off to put, I was like, what the fuck's going on with my foot? And my toe was black. I thought the fungus had gone into it. I'm like, I'm dead. But I didn't feel it. And then, yeah, Friday night it hurt. And then Saturday went away. I put ice on it. I put a little Bengay. I had my wife pull it out. Because the toe, it's Louie. It's the second one, the big toe. You have the big toe. Then you have that Louie, that one that sometimes is bigger than the big toe. Just by a little, little fucking pussy hair, it's a little bigger. So I had Louie. I broke Louie. Louie was like this, he was bent in my foot, so my foot was out, but Louie was bent like this, so my wife had to pick Louie up, and then she pulled it out, and then she realized Louie was just fucking dangling, so we put like Scott's tape around it with like fucking, <laughs> like a little duct tape not not duct tape, you know, the training tape I put a little bit okay. of the CBD lion tape, I fucking had to cut it and it, it's gone, but my point is I didn't know I broke it till I got home because I was fired up at jiu-jitsu. Your adrenaline's going. So you don't know until you come down that there's a fucking problem there, you know? So I didn't know how to gauge it, and then they caught me off balance. You know, they called Bert to put me on a fucking tour, and that blew my fucking mind. And then Rogan called me, and I and it was, like, overwhelmed, and next thing you know, I'm in front of 5,000 people at Atlantic City. For the last two years, I've been doing 140 people at Uncle Vinny's, and now I'm in front of 5,000 fucking people I was blown away, but that weekend also let me know I didn't want to be in a hotel Saturdays. Like, that was fucking brutal for me. Like, that was just, I was not used to that at all. My Saturdays are free. I'm outside watching kids playing softball, jumping up and down, barbecuing, whatever. Now I'm inside for fucking June 4th. That was brutal. So that was, I had to deal with that. Like, I don't know if I could be in a hotel all fucking day Saturday. And then I did the Bert tour, and uh, I love Bert. Bert. Bert took care of us. Bert's a fucking star. It just didn't work for me. I, I it wasn't who I was anymore. I wasn't. I didn't feel like staying up till three thirty in the morning talking to people. Like it just wasn't, you know, for me. I took the residency this summer to make up for the shows I canceled at Uncle Vinny's. I I want to be a man of my word. I did the shows, and uh, I booked the New York. Shows to lift me a little bit. You know, sometimes I don't do this often and I don't uh, want you guys to do it often. I don't recommend it. But every once in a while, just to lift, a, just to light a fire under your ass, you got to play big. You know, it's like my daughter plays in, uh, you know, 8 to 10 or some shit. She could move to a different division, but we wanted her to play with better people around her, and she would be not as talented as the other players, so we played her for the 10-year-olds. So when she was 9, she was really playing a 10-year-old league with 10-year-olds, bigger girls, and she didn't do as well, but she learned the game a lot better. Sometimes you have to do that to fucking uh, see what you're about, you know? I was watching, what's that movie with Marky Wahlberg where he takes over for, it's like Judas Priest, the guy's gay, Rockstar. Rockstar is a great movie. Marky Wahlberg and Jennifer Addison did a great job. But even a situation like that where you're you're a cover singer in a band, you're just a cover singer in a band, a band that does weddings, you know, bar mitzvahs, they do a bar from time to time, so... Maybe 250 is what they're used to playing for. And then one day you get a call. Fucking, you're the Chinese guy from Journey. You sound just like Stephen, whatever his name is, Perry. Right? His name is Stephen Perry, the singer from Journey, whatever. And you get the call. You know, now you're not performing in front of 250 people no more. You're performing for fucking 20,000 people a fucking night. You're not ready. You know how people like, uh, you're not ready... You're not ready, but you are ready. Do you know what I'm saying? You aren't ready, but you are ready. You just don't fucking know it. And yeah, you might eat a bag of dicks the first night. (laughs) Who doesn't? Even Marky Wahlberg ate a bag of dicks in the movie. Remember he fell off the stage and he cut his eye and shit like that? He didn't know where the fuck he was. It's a different. But when you get there, you'll adjust quickly. Like, you'll fucking adjust. Like, I even noticed with me, Hollis gave me the blue belt. I didn't feel like a blue belt. I still don't feel like a fucking blue belt. But it upped my game. I have noticed some improvements since I've gotten the belt because now I'm lifting you up. You know, when I was a comic, I would never try the headline. It was just not good for Uncle Joey, the headline. I was a very good feature, but even when I was... At my top of featuring all those years for Rogan I stayed away from headlining I just stayed I, I never felt ready for it and I was okay with that there's some comics that they do two spots and I'm a headliner okay you know find out for yourself what the fuck you are I'm not a fucking headliner after two spots so I was a great feature but I didn't like fucking headlining I didn't know I was a headliner guess what I started calling clubs and they're like we're booking you as a headline. I'm like, that's fucking $800 more if you're on the basic plan. And I would go, I don't want a fucking headline. And they go, why not, Joey? You know, headline. I Okay. And I'd expect to never get hired again. And then after the weekend, I talked to the guy and he'd go, Joey, you did a great job. Considering what you were telling me on the phone, you did a great fucking job. You know, you may not feel like a headliner, but you're playing above your head now. And I remember, like, the headline, you got to have 45 minutes. I would have, like, 38. So you got to stretch. You got to sing a song somewhere in the middle. You got to tap dance. You got to hope somebody gets drunk. You got to hope somebody pukes. You know, I wasn't. I still remember going to Jacksonville, Florida in 1998. Talk about not being ready. I gotten to L.A., I was at the store. I had met some fucking comics. And Jimmy Schubert was one of my great friends. We're still our great friends. I love Jimmy. Hopefully I'll see him next week when he's in Philly. Uh, Jimmy called me one night, like on a fucking Monday night. And he's like, hey, man, I am gonna. I got a big problem. I just booked a movie. And I got to work tomorrow. And But I started a week in Jacksonville for creative entertainment. And I was like... He goes, you want to cover the week? He goes, I already talked to them. They said, if you could do it, you could uh, get on there. He goes, there's a red eye tonight. Or there's a 6 a.m. tomorrow morning that'll get you there. And I was like, fuck it. I'll book the fucking red eye. I'll book the morning one. That was when Cheap Tickets was big then. There was a company called Cheap Tickets. $200 and under. That was there. And a lot of you guys don't remember this company. It was the original. They would guarantee you, uh, you know, one day, $200 flight on any flight. They would get you a flight for $200. So I fucking took the flight down to Jacksonville, Florida. I'd never been there. I was just, I expected just to go to like Miami. I thought Jacksonville was like Miami. and But I was excited to go to Jacksonville because it's the home of Leonard Skinner and all those motherfuckers up there. So I'm like, ah, I'll walk down there, and walk around the streets. I get to the hotel the first night. Oh my God, when I went to headline that night, it was a fucking disaster. I went back to my room. I cried a little bit. I went over my material. I went back Wednesday night. And I bombed even harder than Tuesday night. And that was the schedule for the rest of the fucking week. I just kept bombing and bombing and bombing. I would get them for 25 minutes. I would get them for 20 minutes and then bomb for 25. I would get them for 20. It was just not good. I even went and talked to the manager and asked them if they wanted me to leave. You know, I was like, do you want me to leave? The guy's like, I'm having a good time watching you because you're just bombing. (laughs) He goes, I'm just dying, dying of watching you bombing. I'm like, that's not that fucking encouraging, you know. But that weekend left me fucking mummified. Like I went on the plane, I cried. Because I, I thought the word was going to get out. Joey Diaz just stunk it up in Jacksonville. You know, like the word got out. Don't ever headline him again. No, they called like two weeks later Creative Entertainment, who I had done the week for at the time, and said, do you have, you got a great reference. Do you want to do more work for us? I'm like, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was great. Okay. But my point is that that weekend gave me more knowledge than, like I, I still remember it. I'm, I'm talking to you guys about 19 a weekend, a week. Now, this is when comedy was comedy. This is when comedy was Tuesday through Sunday, with three shows on Saturday, seven, nine, and midnight. They were not fucking around these days, and here I am bombing after one after the <laughs> other as a headliner. I was like, "Fuck that!" But jumping up to that opened up the door, and then I became a headliner in time. I, I I thought that you became a headliner overnight, like you just walked into a fucking box and you became a headliner, but that's not the case. And then as I progressed over the years, like by 2004, I started going to these, uh, you know, I started getting booked as a headliner and then I had to fill the fucking gap, but I never felt comfortable as a headliner till maybe... 2011, 2012, even my first week as a headliner after the podcast, I did Columbus and I ate a bag of shit that week. A lot of people won't talk to you this way. A lot of comedians are going, No, oh, I killed because I used it as uh, it was always learning. It was always a journey. Anything you do in this life is going to be a fucking journey. But we always try to speed it up, whether you have a band, whether you're a comic, whether you want to be a fighter, whether you want to be whatever you want to do. We always try to fucking speed it up. We, we can't wait to get there. For me, it was something different. I had a feeling I could get there, but I wanted to take my fucking time because I knew there's a, a really popular uh, story on Instagram going around right now. It's Robert De Niro. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's like a black and white little thing. Where it's just a motivational shit. And he's talking about when you get there. He goes, when you feel that you're at that place where you want to be, relax. Don't do anything. Relax. Calm down and start thinking about your next moves. If you see this motivational thing, you'll die. But he hits it right on the fucking head because that's what a lot of us don't do once we start getting just a little bit of success, naturally, we fucking want to spread the word. Like, we're getting, you know, we want to get out there. We we start getting cocky. And that's everybody. Me, you, that's all of us. We all get fucking cocky at times if we start finding success in anything that we're doing, whether it's car sales. You know, when I was selling 15 cars a month, you don't think I was a little fucking out of my mind? Yeah. You know, because there's guys selling three cars, and you're selling 15 like a fucking savage out there. And they're like, what are you doing differently? I'm talking to people. What but it's always a journey. Like, I was always in a rush to be a fucking, uh, we're all in a rush to get rich. You know? We're always in a rush to get rich. But we're not, it's a fucking journey if you're going to get rich. And you got to fucking plan it out. I want to be rich. What do you mean you want to be rich? I, I want to have, let's break this down. Millions, billions, billions gazillions, the, what do you want to have? You want to have fucking uh, Rockefeller money? Nah, I just want to be able to eat a cheeseburger. I don't know why. At least you know. At least you have narrowed it the fuck down, you know? So these are all the things I fucking think about this time of the year. Like, I think about resolutions. Like, what? I was starting to tell you guys the other day, like, what things can I do better in 2023? i like to improve the podcast. i like to get it more uh, you know, give you more options. I like to read more. I want to lose 75 pounds. I want to, and that dreads me because if I lose 75 pounds, if you think my head is big now, wait till you see me then. You know, a guy like me loses 75 pounds. He's all head. I'm like, a, I'm like a fucking male that went tranny for a female. You can do everything you can. You get the titties, you get the nuts cut off, you get your t- toenails done, your fingernails done, but You still got that big fucking man head, you dumb motherfucker. Your balance is going to be off. You're going to start falling around like a fucking, you know, Weebles wobbles when they don't fall down, those motherfuckers. So, you know, I'm looking forward to losing weight, but the size of the fucking head, you know, I've dropped like eight pounds on this diet already. It's not even a diet. I'm just fucking working out and doing uh, stupid weight watches, which I love. Without weight watches, I'd be fucking dead right now. But I want to read more. I want to uh, write a little more. Not comedy. Anything, anything. I've been asleep. Yeah, anything. I, I don't want to write comedy no more. I just want to get rid. Writ- I want to get finished with this book from A to Z. I want to get finished with the fucking audio book. And I've I've written down like eight ideas I have for book. Uh, for stories, just to put out, like, just stupid shit that I've always wanted to explore. You know, somebody was telling me that they didn't like the new Sylvester Stallone movie. The new Sylvester Stallone, uh... The show. show. Have you seen it? Pulsa King? Dominic. Yeah, Dominic Lombardozzi's in it. I've seen three episodes. I think you gotta have Apple TV or Paramount TV to have it. You gotta buy, and I'm already... We'll talk about... You know, I'm already part of fucking 20,000 different packages. You know, right? You got Hulu. You got fucking this one. You got that one. Everything you got to buy a package for. So I'm like, I'll back off with Paramount. I, we still got to get Apple TV. You know. <clears throat> so it came on like three weeks ago. Fucking. It came on one night. I was at the gym and some guys were like, <coughs> excuse me, did you see the Sylvester Stallone movie? And I'm It was Sylvester Stallone TV show, and all three of these guys were like, ah, it was kind of disappointing. We didn't like it. Fucking, he's entertaining, though, but, you know, we don't really like it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You know, I didn't, I, I don't care. I'm not a big, you know. It came on one Sunday night. It usually comes on Paramount on Sunday nights late, like 11.30 or something. So it came on. The first one came on. I watched it. I'm a Sylvester Stallone fan, so. It was entertaining. I enjoyed it. But no, and I liked it. Like, I'm like, this is okay, you know? Then I watched the second episode, and again, it was okay. It's not going to win a fucking Emmy or whatever like that, but I will tell you what I like about it. They took a chance. They took a chance. For the last 20 years, I've been going to mob auditions, Mob fucking uh, TV show editions, mob pitches, you know, people always calling me, hey man, can you pitch this character with me at the, p-? okay, mob pitches, mob TV shows, it was endless, I was surrounded by that shit in LA, especially when I first got there, because the Sopranos had blown up like in 99, 2000, so as soon as I got there, I was struggling as an actor, but then Soprano shit started popping up. And thank God I looked like one of the guys and they took me in. So the last ten years I've been going with different pitches. And I thought about one specifically in 2013, right before I shot Grudge Match. And this guy had a funeral parlor, you know, this is about a funeral parlor and they were a mafia family. And they had had this parlor for 30 years. I don't even remember all the particulars. But in other words, it was the same old song and dance. It's Gino, Nicky, Louis, Meatballs, Tony Hernia. You know, it was the same fucking characters. And I I remember when he was reading the pitch. If you've ever been to a pitch meeting, you don't know what happens in a pitch meeting. It's like three people the producer, the writer, and then one of the actors, and you go over what you want for this. I wasn't the lead. The lead was some fucking dude. I never saw him before, never heard of him before. Anyway, and he's pitching and at the end of the pitch the people said it sounds like a great idea for a script. Blah, blah, blah. It's not something we're interested in. And then he goes, you know, I love he goes, I love this genre. But after the Sopranos, this genre has been beat up. They've, Dave, Dave, you know, they've, you know, and even the last couple of years, The Many Saints, Irishman, we don't know what it really did because Netflix never gave you the numbers. But people that I talked to don't like The Irishman. And I'm like, I thought it was okay. Again, it was entertaining for me. I like De Niro. I like Joe Pesci. I wanted to watch Sebastian. But the problem was all these fucking movies sounded the same. Angelo, Johnny, boy, this, that. What I like about Sylvester Stallone is he did exactly what one of the writers from The Sopranos is on there. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Great guy. Great fucking writer. You got Taylor Sheridan on there, the guy that was the sheriff on Sons of Anarchy. He went out to become this big Hollywood icon. I remember John Bernton was talking about him. And uh, what they did was—I don't know if you watched this show—he <clears throat> gets out of jail after 25 years. I've always liked that idea, the idea of you not being uh, in touch with the world and then coming out and redisco- rediscovering, exploring the world. Has <clears throat> always been a fascination of mine. Uh, all that shit. Him going to New York and then telling them, listen, it's 2023. We're not, you know, DraftKings has taken all our fucking gambling action. <laughs> you know, fucking, that goes 50% of the VIG. The lottery takes our numbers. You know, I can't compete with $2 billion. Uh, they've locked up the fucking, uh, you know, the ports. You know, it's not as mobby as it used to be. You know, the the the, the mafia has lost of their fucking bread and butter. You know, you still got loan sharking and all that shit, but, you know, they're few and far between. When they show you a mob movie now, you know, you see these guys driving Mercedes and shit, it's not the same. First of all, if there's a mob family, they're probably down to 20 fucking guys. And if you think that they just deal, like, for years, when you watch all these mobster movies... We just deal with other Italians. Well, there's not Italians left. They're all in jail or it's tough to make a fucking dime here. So they're gonna have to they're gonna have to be doing business with the brothers, with the Albanians, with the fucking Russians, with the you know, the Cubans for bookmaking. You have to, to grow as a mob family, that's what you have to do today. They don't wanna show you that in these new movies. That's why they're all boring. So Vesta Stallone show takes you there. Like, he gets to Oklahoma, he gets out of a cab, where does he go, a weed store, right? And he fucking shakes them down. And then he fucking, who's the cab driver? A black dude. And he hires the dude to become his driver. Okay, I I liked every facet of it, except the daughter hasn't talked to him in 20 years. Why has it always got to be the daughter, the missing daughter? They got to put it out there. You know, so all that aside, I fucking love the show he's hanging out with Gentiles he's doing business with brothers you know he's got a chick that's in the FBI that he talks to whatever the fuck she is that's a good show for me it's tough to sell I like that's why they used fucking Stallone because anybody else like a medium range actor is not gonna sell that show. They're not going to jump on board, especially people from this area, like Italian. Oh, he's doing business with a Puerto Rican. But that's if you know anything about the mob today. If you Wikipedia uh, the Genovese crime family, I don't know, one of those crime families, Lucchese, one of those, because I was reading this about a year ago. They were in jail, and in jail they teamed up with the brothers, whatever black gang there is in there, to sell cell phones. And then when the guy got out of jail, they were partnering up with the brothers to sell cell phones. Why have you not heard about that on a TV show? They don't talk about that shit. If you're going to make a show, make it fucking realistic. That's all I ask. But I enjoy that fucking show for that reason. Because it's not the same, you know, uh, he's in love with Maria, you know, his his goobard. You know, (laughs) it just keeps going and going and you're like, ah. We're all looking for a fucking change. So 2023. This is what you. For some people right now, for the last two weeks, people have been thinking about Christmas and what they're gonna get grandma and you know what they're gonna get their girlfriend or who they're gonna get engaged to. I've been thinking about next year and I've been pushing it on patreon you know on anything i do i'm like i'm really focused on 2023 and unless you're fucking crazy you know uh interest rates went down right before fucking new year's eve so you got to buy a house when uh before mike got here trish was here who sold me the house and i said to her your phone's ringing and she's like fuck yeah it's been ringing and she goes i just had surgery so it's busy but i think next year's gonna be a little fucking rough for a lot of people you're seeing the writing on the wall. This, you know, when you go Christmas shopping this week, I was looking at, I, you know, this is the shit I look at. A lot of people are using their cards, man. You got to pay for that shit. Well, a lot of people use them every year. But I think this year, between the food and the fucking. My, my neighbor told me the other day, she had a baking cost to her $1,100 this year. For the same shit she spends 650 700 1100 to bake between the eggs, this, that. They're they're not running a fucking charity out there at all. They used to, compared to now, for years I've been saying they're not running a charity out there. But now looking back, the last 10 years they have been running a charity compared to what's out there now. I want to read a little more. I want to be a a better dad. I want to be a better husband. You always got to put those down. Because we always strive for, you know, your house to be peaceful. I got a great house, guys. I, I, I'm i not talking about the house or the size or the bathroom. I got a great home. Uh, it's peaceful. There's no yelling. There's no drugs in this fucking house. There's no alcohol. Uh, my wife is working again. I mean, it took us two years just to really get the law of the land, the layout of the land, and how to fucking make it happen here. But. She's working. My daughter's doing fucking great. I could be doing a little better. Like, I wish, you know, listen, I'm an action type of guy. Like, if you know anything about me, I like jumping up and down. But like I was telling you before, I can't anymore. I wish I could. I wish I could. You know, I was thinking about Andy Huggins. He's uh, Somebody sent me a message if I would put him on the podcast. Andy Huggins is a great fucking guy. I've known Andy for many years in Houston. We're well, not tight, but whenever I was in Houston, I'd have conversations with him at the lap stop or at the lap spot years ago. Andy Huggins is 72 years old. You've never heard of him. He does cruise ships, but he's 72, and he's my idol because he's doing it how I would do it. He just shot a special. It's on sale. It's on sale somewhere. You got to see this guy. And he gets up on stage once a week or twice a week. When I heard about Andy, like I just heard recently about him, but I knew I always see he's on Instagram or Facebook taking pictures of different comedy clubs in Houston or one-nighters. They got a place called Runyers, Rudyard's. That was great. It was like Monday night, Tuesday nights or something. That's the guy. Listen, I, I, I've come to a point in my life where I'm not going to get on planes. I'm telling you right now. I'm not getting on fucking planes. I just, not in the fucking mood for it. I look to see what the plane tickets were like for February. My wife keeps torturing me about what are you going to do for your 60th birthday? Do you, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. I want to get some chicken cutlets with some mashed potatoes and some cream corn with jalapenos in it. When the jalapenos, are sli- oh my God, that's good shit. That's what I'm in the mood to do, but... uh I looked at the plane tickets for Aspen. Just one more hurrah in Aspen, you know. Am I going to ski? I don't think so. I'll I'll get my daughter in ski school. Yeah, I'll tube down one day. You know, February is a great month because slow humidity. So the sun comes out and they do that bikini skiing, and it's just a great time of the year to go. And I want to celebrate my 60th birthday. Again, I'm not cheap, but I'm not paying. It was, guys, they want $1,400 to sit in the back of the plane. (laughs) I'm not fucking cheap, but I'm not paying $1,400 to get tortured. You know it's going to be late. You know we're going to sit on the fucking tarmac for 15 minutes. You know there's going to be all this shit. So it's like, fuck you. I'm not going to pay that money. To celebrate myself. I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. I got to. Yeah, no, no. I do want to go to fucking Aspen, but I'm not paying that type of money for my birthday. I think birthdays are fucking overrated <laughs> anyway. After you're 21, go fuck yourself. I don't want to come to your stupid fucking birthday party. I'll go if it's a special, whatever. But for me, like, first of all, guy, I'm not the type of guy to throw myself a birthday party. That would be a little fucking shitty. Like, I'm gonna throw myself the sixtieth, me with a scarf on, like fucking Thurston Howell the third and shit. I'm not doing that shit at all. And I really don't like fucking parties. Like, I really don't. For me to be at a birthday party is the most embarrassing thing in the world for me. For somebody to walk up with a cake, happy birthday. Br- when I'm in a restaurant and somebody brings a firecracker to somebody's table and all the staff come out. I'm like, God damn, that's not good. I don't want that to be me. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't want none of that shit. But I'll tell you what, guys. You know, write your goals down. What the fuck do you want to happen? I don't want anything to happen in 2023. I want to keep doing the podcast. I think we're going to go to the podcast once a week. We might start doing something with Vic on Wednesdays. So that will be a little better to add to this. Vic is in Ireland right now. but We talked about it the other night. Uh, Just doing the joint on Sunday, the Monday motivation. You know, I love Monday motivation. Even for me, I just like talking shit just to get my dick hard. It reminds me not to be fucking lazy. But uh, I'm going to do that do the podcast on Sundays. So you guys have something on Mondays. I already know what I want to do. Uh, I'm meeting the guy Mike from El Nito tonight. I'm going to meet Mikey from El Nito and maybe get a rent the space. That's what I think we really need. I got to get out of this fucking house, you know, rent a space. I'm going to do a, something for DraftKings Kings on Thursday nights where I, uh, just cover the week, you know, like uh, Thursday night football, primetime football on Thursday night. Give you the lineups for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just for myself, just to fuck around. Over the last year, I I, I love messing around with fucking DraftKings. I, I, I really do. It's not gambling for me. It's fun because gambling is when you put your life on the line to fucking bet that. Like, there's a big difference between me betting two hundred dollars on a Tuesday night that I don't have. I don't have that 200 But for me to bet $200 on something I don't have for money that I think I need to, you know, like I was gambling as a child, as a young man, which I was a fucking child immature. I was gambling because I thought I was going to make money. I thought I was going to actually make 30000 a year. Like, they're just running a charity over there. You can just put bets in and they pay you on Thursday. That's not the way it works. That's why I don't even call it gambling no more. It's just fun. It should be fun. It shouldn't be like if you see a Sunday game and some guys is holding his head like a fucking statue, that guy's not having fun. I, I don't want that at all. That's not why I work for DraftKings. Uh, I, I think it's fun. For me, it's just fun. You you think you're knowledgeable about something. Do you know how many nights I bet 10 bucks? 10 bucks. DraftKings has these boxes at night. So, like tonight, you got like maybe four or five basketball games. You could bet them straight. But then they have little boxes like John ja Morant to score 40 points and to have two steals. Uh, another player on the team to have nine rebounds and them to win by money line. Not even cover the spread or anything like that. Those things are fucking tremendous. I'll bet them fucking three, three, three nights. Ten bucks on. Let's say you. I like. Uh, like last night, fucking Milwaukee played Brooklyn. I'm just throwing this out there. No, no. Golden State played in Brooklyn last night. <sighs> Golden State doesn't have their main guy, and fucking Brooklyn is, you know, hit or miss. The Knicks have won seven of their last game, so they look fucking good. I think they played last night. But. You don't like both games. Like, you're like, I can see Brooklyn winning and I can see fucking whatever winning. So, what are you going to do? Bet 20 bucks on each one and sit there? No. What you do is you just go to those boxes and go, I kind of like them. So, I just bet that it's 10 bucks to win like 91 some days. But if you take a beat and you don't lose $91, you just lose 10 fucking bucks. And then there's another box where the star of that team will score 28. Luca will get 15 rebounds. Uh, a bird will shit on the fucking flag, and then they, they win. And you put 10 bucks on that, and it's fucking fun for me just to check the score. Maybe if a game is on, I'll watch it for three or four fucking minutes. It's 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 nonsense. I don't worry. as gambling, I worry. as having fun. There's some nights I don't do shit, but there's some days where last week the UFC, I don't. I watched two fights. I watched the last two fights. I didn't bet it. You know, it's just fun. I don't even know what the fuck we're talking Entertainment. That's all it is. That's what people get confused. A lot of people hit me up and go, Joey, I can't believe you're promoting gambling. No, gambling is if I give you the number to a bookmaker who has a loan sharking fucking thing, and then you get in trouble with them. You can't get in trouble with DraftKings or any of the other ones because it's all uh, credit card or fucking, uh, not even, ATM card. You have to have the money to do it or PayPal. Like, right now, they're running a special. If you deposit 50 bucks with PayPal, you you get a $10 bet for free. You know, it's just fucking fun, man. And that's it. I'm looking forward to 2023. I don't know. uh, I'm going to finish up my two shows at the Sony Hall. And then I got to do the audio book, which is going to take a lot of my fucking time, guys. So I don't want to book anything around that. And then, uh March, maybe beginning of April, I'm gonna have to start doing a couple more podcasts, go down to Austin, see Joe Rogan. I like to get there, you know, in January, maybe see Joe and do a quick podcast just to stay alive. The book comes out april twenty third And then,, uh, I don't know. I was thinking of maybe doing a monthly residency, switching it up, maybe doing one in New Jersey. I've been in New York for the last seven months. I haven't played in Jersey since the beginning of September, so I wanted to give Jersey a breather. So I'll come over to the Red Bank. Red Bank has two great little theaters. They got the Count Basie, the the big theater, which seats 1,500. And they have the little one on the side. So that's a thought I might have. And I'm just going to keep it simple, be a dad. I'm 60. I'll be 60 in less than a month and a half. Why put myself over my head? If I want to do comedy that bad, I'm in the greatest fucking city in the world. So, that's it. I came to a conclusion. I uh, built this up. Nothing happens by chance, guys. I know a lot of you guys think that luck, there's a lot of luck involved, but nothing happens by chance. We all put hard work in, and you know, you bear the fruits of it, man, little by little. It's a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. If you're looking at 2023 to be like your bust-out year, I agree with you. It's going to be your bust-out year. But if it's not your bust-out year, remember, it's a journey. It's not a fuck. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You got this. And that's it, man. It's going to be a great year. I am so happy that I put the work in this year. You know, listen, man, I lost a bunch of money by getting off the road. What's that expression? You win the war, but you lose the battle, you know? I lost the war, but I won the battle because I won that little, you know, I was stressed out about money. My my, What am I going to do, this, that? It wasn't about money. It's about you being happy and you being able to be productive and you being able to fucking do the things that you want to do. And for years, I kept telling the agents, guys, this isn't working for me anymore. This isn't working for me anymore. It's not that comedy wasn't working. It was the way I was doing it that wasn't working. It was fucking backwards, and it was starting to bother me. All that shit I had when I got off the plane I moved here was a ton of fucking confusion. I was just totally fucking confused. And guess what? I stuck to my guns, you know, as hard as it was. I got rid of my agent in L.A., I stayed with the same agent, only went with a different guy in New York. And I stuck to my guns. I was scared. There was a lot of fear. But guess what? I did it. And now I know I could do this for eternity. I took a chance. It took me two years to get this down, to figure out a life without having to go on the road. Only when I wanted to, on my fucking terms. And that's what I'm doing. I'm living life on my terms. I took it down to my terms. Always figure your life out and stick to your fucking guns. Even if it's making you lose money in a different area, who gives a fuck? You're going for you. You're going for your dream. I, listen, I always enjoyed doing it. But enough. I didn't want to get on planes anymore. I didn't want to deal with these people no more. I was sick and tired of just doing things I didn't want to do anymore. But most importantly, I was sick and tired of selling my future. It's fucking rough to have plans and then to realize you have something to do. It worked for the longest time, but it didn't work anymore. So I'm happy I made the adjustment. And uh, you got to work for everything you get in this life. You catch a break from time to time, you will. But you're not going to catch that break if you're not putting the fucking time in. So, uh I hope you guys have a great holiday. Uh, laughing Gas has still got weed to help you out. Remember, we got Stoner Club delivered in Jersey. And if you're in L.A., just stop at the ice cream shop. I mean, listen, this Laughing Gas is everywhere in California now. And people really digging it. We keep smoking it. And that's it. It's going to be a great holiday. I hope you guys... Uh, Get everything you want for Christmas, but the most important gift you get is clarity for 2023 to do whatever the fuck you want next year. I love you, motherfuckers. Uh, Mike and I were discussing it. We don't know what we're doing next week. We'll be back New Year's week, but we ain't working New Year's Day, so you might not get the podcast till Tuesday that week. So <laughs> it'll be a slow week the next couple of weeks until we figure things out. But have a great holiday with your family, and uh, we love you. I love you. Stay black, and we'll see you motherfuckers next week. Tip, top, magoo. And now for a word, my motherfucking sponsor, Jack. All right, you bad motherfuckers. I want to thank you and wish you guys a Merry Christmas again. But remember, Rocket Money, I fucking love Rocket Money. You think you spend about 80 a month, maybe 90 on subscriptions, but it's actual more like 200. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you didn't even know you had. That's why I love Rocket Money, formerly known as True Bill. The app shows all of your subscriptions in one place and cancels whatever ones you don't want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you don't even know you were paying for. To cancel a subscription, just press cancel, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. It's that easy. So do me a favor. Get rid of useless subscriptions and save some money with Rocket Money. Go to rocketmoney.com slash joey. It's going to save you hundreds per year. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash joey. Cancel all your unnecessary subscriptions right now so you can save money in the upcoming year. RocketMoney.com slash Joey. The joint is also brought to you by one of my favorites in all the world, DraftKings. Why? It's fun. It's easy. They're safe, secure, and reliable. You win, they pay. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for bigger payouts with DraftKings same game parlays. And the good news is, Maryland sport fans, listen up. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state, so you can start betting the Baltimore Ravens. How's that? It's NBA season is at its highest right now New customers bet $5 pre-game money line And if any NBA team wins You get 150 in free bets if they do Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets For bigger payout With DraftKings Same Game Parlays Download the app And get it on the holiday action on Christmas Day Philly against New York Milwaukee at Boston You got college basketball, you got college football, and you got the casino. So download the app, sign up with Code Joey, and place $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win only at DraftKings Sportsbook with Code Joey. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I want to thank DraftKings. I want to thank Rocket Money. I want to thank BetterHelp. And I want to thank you guys for being savages and always having my back. I love you, cocksuckers. Stay black. Have a great holiday. And I'll see you next weekend, Tip Top Magoo.